millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman alongside Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison following every single day's play of India's Tour of England. Day three at Trent Bridge and whilst the weather uh, got involved once again, plenty of entertainment for another packed crowd in Nottingham. Uh, You're listening to Following On. So if you're listening to uh, the podcast, you uh, no doubt know by now uh, that uh, England's still just about in this contest. Um, uh, They've knocked off 20 runs of the deficit, uh, 25 runs actually. India leading by 95 runs after first innings after they were bowled out for 278. Um, Rahul Pant uh, blazed away for 25 uh, Rahul was given a couple of lives on the way to 84 and uh, Jadeja with 56 and Bumrah um, really frustrating uh, England towards the end. 33 runs added for the uh, last wickets as he posted his uh, highest test score. Uh, Pfeiffer, first one in uh, test cricket for Ollie Robinson. He was excellent uh, as was uh, Jimmy Anderson again. Uh, Sibley and Burns came out and just about got through. Uh, before the uh, the weather ruined all the fun. Plenty to talk about uh, um, uh, and uh, plenty to discuss from a fielding perspective as well, I think, with Steve Harmison. You're listening to Following On. Story of the day. So, Harmy, uh, here we are then. Two days uh, left in the match. The weather playing a part once again. Um, this match might have been over if we'd had three full days, such has been the uh, the, the paucity of uh, top-class batting at times. Um, and maybe as well, if England could catch or uh, affect a run-out. I think they've missed five run-outs and they've dropped four chances, something like that. What is this, What is that symptomatic of? You've played, in, uh, you've played many, many times for England. Uh, you must have gone through phases when they caught everything and then phases when they dropped it. What What happens out there? Um, pressure, John, I think. The pressure, if you look at the people who, the times the catches were dropped and the run-outs were, were um, 
they were taking. I think it's just pressure. I was fortunate. I was fortunate. I had two of the biggest guys in, in I think, in English cricket at the time from slip point of view when I played. Marcus Juskothic, probably the biggest, the, be- the best slip fielder that, I, that I've ever played with. And Freddie was at second slip. Between the two of them, they covered a, a huge lot of ground. And it didn't drop much. So I was quite fortunate that you, you know, if you did get a nick, they would catch them. Um, and then you chuck Strauss and Collingwood in there. Not a bad four to, to go with it. So mm. when I look at the England um, slip cordon, it keeps rotating. Different people going in at different times. But you look at the pressure that these guys are under. Sibley dropped when he's thinking about how he could, everybody's talking about him not being in the side for the next test match. Burns missed the run out a similar situation to Sibley. You know, Bairstow just come back in. Lawrence missed his run out. And again, people are questioning. Michael Vaughan are questioning, saying, are they, these guys, aren't they not good enough? And I think the world was on Joe Root's shoulders, trying to marshal his troops, finding a way of making a breakthrough when the catch went to him. And that, I think, is just pressure. Jimmy Anderson, that was a tough chance, running over his shoulder, um, having just bowled 20-yard overs. I think he can let off Jimmy, for that, even though he'd be kicking himself the standards he set. So, look, I just think it was the pressure of the situation of the individuals find themselves mentally of uh, what happened at, at that time. And it just shows if you've got a slip cordon who are safe, secure, knowledge of their, their own space around, nobody diving in front of them, it is worth their weight in gold. Because in a game when you only get 183 runs, You've got to take half chances, not give four, try and take 14, 15 wickets to dismiss the team in the first innings. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at this, the scorecard, Jodeja, there was a misrun out when he was on four, uh, you know, by Lawrence, that one you were talking about. He went on to score 56. We know Rahul was dropped yesterday um, uh, on 52 and earlier on in his innings, I think, actually. Uh, well, of course, he was then dropped again. Um, on 78, he went on to make 84, uh, and even uh, even Boomer, you know, he was given a chance, missed run out on one, he went on to score 28. You know, Jimmy Anson isn't the only player who's going to be kicking himself, is he? Because England will be kicking themselves. They've given up a, a first innings lead of 95, but okay, look, you don't take every chance coming away, that's ridiculous, but. On another on another day, those scores would be level and this game would look very, very different. Yeah, I think they would be level. I think with England getting 25 tonight, I think they would have been they would have been close to being level, if not another five, ten more runs. I think India have definitely getting 60, 70 runs more than they should have. And when you look at Jasper Bummer has come in, he's played 20 test matches. He's got 43 runs in 20 test matches. He's at five boundaries in his whole career. He hits three fours and a six. So, you know, I rub that salt into the wound of Jimmy Anderson, who's 39-year-old and got five, uh, got four for. Um, and seeing catches go down left, right and centre, it just wasn't. It hasn't been England test match so far. The rain's come to their saviour a couple of times. But actually, if it hadn't rained last night, I think England would have took the chance to get somewhere close to parity because the way Rishi Pant come out and played this morning, I just wonder if there's, a, there's some alarm bells going around that Indian dressing room thinking, you know what, I'm not sure he can bat at six in English conditions. I think we might need another batsman and he might have to bat at number seven. We might need another top order batsman if the top order fails, it consistently fails a little bit 
like the England thought process. We were all expecting Sam Curran to bat seven, Jack Leach to play, England to play five bowlers with no Ben Stokes. Well, no Hartek Pandya in the uh, in the India lineup. I think after a serious con- consideration, only using three out and out seamers with Jadeja at number eight and picking another frontline batsman because I'm not sure Pant, if he's got nine more innings in him, if he keeps going down the road of you know, you know running at things and you know, you're not sure what he's going to give you, then I think there's going to be a, a lot of onus on that top order to score runs. And we talked about it yesterday. In the following on podcast, they're not in top form either. So there's some there'll be some question marks in India's dressing room as well. Uh, and from a bowling perspective today, um, Broad was expensive. Curran slightly unfortunate at, at times. I think he had two really expensive overs, but he could have he could have had a couple of wickets in there. Um, but Robinson again, there was a really interesting passage of play for me. Uh, Robinson has uh, is already now being talked about as being the, one of the first names in the England's Ashes eleven against uh, for the first Test, and then he came up against Jadeja, who was basically trying to hit him over the hills. He got carted for two fours and a two. He, he went for ten, and for the first time, the a batsman was really putting the pressure back on Robinson. He'd actually bowled a couple of uh, a pour over. And then he'd really, his line seemed to desert him. He, he was bowling very wide all of a sudden. He was being cut away to the boundary. And the pressure was back on because this was a stage where the lead was about 30-odd. Um, crucial passage of play. And he, uh, he had the answer. He got rid of Jadeja um, and finished it up by, uh, by taking a fifer as well. So, you know, he's only bowled three times in, for England. And he's taken uh, four... He's taken seven wickets in uh, the test at Lords against New Zealand. He's taken a five for here at Trent Bridge. So, uh, yeah, he answered a couple of uh, another question, I suppose, today. He did, yeah, and it was well documented what happened to the, the stuff that's off the field. That's something he's got to live with and put up with for, for the rest of his days. I think he's going to have that thrown at him. He's got to put it now to one side and concentrate on his cricket. And if we just talk about cricket alone, I think he's been fantastic. I think he's bowled good lines, good lengths, very um, English style. Um, and they talk about the Australia, the, the, uh, the looking at Hazelwood and uh, comparing him with Josh Hazelwood. And Hazelwood's got six or seven, maybe more mile an hour on, on Ollie Robinson. He's probably McGrath's pace at the end of Big Glenn's career than, than he was at the start. But I think he is answered a lot of questions on temperament, um, ability, durability from a test match point of view. And I think, yes, I think you're right. I think they're close to our putting pressure on the guy to say, you know what, he might be one of the first names on the team sheet or second names on the bowling sheet alongside Jimmy Anderson at this moment in time because he's delivering. Um, Stuart Broad, actually, I thought Stuart was trying a bit too hard. Um, He losing his left side a touch if I was... If I you know go into the coaching side of it, I think because he was, I think he was maybe striving himself. It just seemed as though he's like half a half a yard behind every time. And when he got to the crease, he was just striving for that little bit. I'm sure when Stuart looks at, at the footage, and it's hard to change things in the in the midst of a test match and things is going going on. It's hard to see. Just calm down. It's hard to see. Right, get a hold of your left side because you're the, you're, men, you're mentally you're you're in the battle. Um, you, you possibly have a look at it tonight. Have a, you know, have a uh, over a, you know, a drink and a meal with, with his great mate Jimmy Anderson, 
And I think he'll come back stronger tomorrow. So Robinson was absolutely brilliant, fantastic. Um, Anderson was unbelievable. I thought Curran was slightly unlucky, but I thought at times I thought he looked a bit, he looked a bit toothless. And I think England have got to use him better and at better times. Because if you're going to pick Sam Curran, you're going to have to give him the ball when it's swinging. There's no good giving the ball when it's 65, 70 overs old. And you're saying to the young lad, go on, just fill in a few overs for me. Because if you're going to do that, you might as well pick Jack Leach and just say, right, bowl over the wicket and it not go anywhere. Because it's not, if it's not swinging, don't give Jack, don't give Sam the ball because yeah, he's, he's five foot, five foot seven, five foot seven, five foot eight, 80 mile an hour. He's a, he'll be a nice, he's a nice pace to face. Give him, if you're going to use him, use him when this, the conditions are suiting him. Uh, but the problem is with an England attack, like we've seen between the 60 and the 70th over, when things weren't happening and it wasn't swinging, they were pretty toothless and things you know, were just meandering along. So the balance of the side for Lords will have to change, I think. And if you're going to use Sam Curran, you're going to have to give him the chance to use it when it's going to be swinging. Problem with that is you've got Robinson, you've got Broad and you've got Anderson all want to bowl at that time as well. So big, you know, there's big question marks for the bowling attack from the management team and Joe Root when they dissect what and how they've just bowled their 80-yard overs. And then when uh, England came out to bat, deficit of 95, you know, then it suddenly got very tense. Uh, there was a 25-minute period before tea, and uh, Burns and Sibley had another, well, probably about the same amount of time, half an hour or so after it. Um, they were beaten. Uh, Mohamed Shami bowling over the wicket to the left-handed. Burns got one uh, to move just a fraction away. He's not an extravagant mover of the ball, is he? But he does just enough to beat the bat. Um, but... Burns didn't hit it, so he's still there. Um, but, yeah, it, w- it was pretty tense. Those two would be relieved just to have seen off that nasty little passage of play, or two of them, actually. Yeah, and I, I would say, yes, uh, to a point they were relieved. But at another point, I think they'll be disappointed that they've actually come off because I thought India was just starting to get frustrated. I just just sensed that Siraj was starting to get into the face and he was he was a little bit of verbals coming around with Dom Sibley. I thought Shami bowled around the wicket and went too straight to 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 Burns and he got a few away and he clipped a few away. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna play and miss the techniques. The uh, the, the two opening bats and their techniques will 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 play and miss a lot of balls. Um, and they have done over the course of the last you know year and a half in their career. You you just think they're waiting for one to nick and sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. They get the ride the luck and get lucky. But I actually thought. It was they were just India were just starting to get frustrated, and another half an hour, forty minutes with without a wicket going, and I think England might have cashed in in that last two hours of a session because we've got to again we've got to get rid of this this last session lasting three and a half hours. You know, it's just not good for cricket. It's not good for spectators losing far too much cricket. And I've now I've said it three days in a row now. We could have lost ten overs at the end of today. Um, we could have still been playing at half past seven at night. But I think if England had got through that initial half an hour passage uh, uh, just before they came off, I think they might have cashed in in the last hour, hour and a half. Um, the two openers were, weren't looking too bad. Yeah, as I look over my shoulder, it's about half past six. So play um, was called off about 20 minutes ago and it's beautiful here. In- yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, like, isn't it? A bit like yesterday. Moment of the day.
Well, we've discussed most of the moments of the day, but uh, we also may mention of the weather. Forecast for tomorrow is uh, for a little bit more of the same. Is there enough time? Do you think the weather is actually going to get England out of this? A, a draw is actually starting to look much more likely, isn't it? No, I still think there's a lot of time. You, you've got to remember there's, um, you know, well, we got, well, if the Boulder mold, you've got 98 overs tomorrow. Um, and the same again on, on day five. That's a lot of overs against two batting lineups who are who are not in great form. So you're and, right. I mean, England were bowled out in 65 overs in the first innings, weren't they? Absolutely. And, and they've got a deficit of uh, 70 still. So do the same thing. You're absolutely right. If we get the full overs, then uh, close to full overs, then we've, we've, we've still got a game on. You know, what did England bat? England bat at eight, I mean, sorry, India, 84.5 overs uh, with a tail wagon. England, mid-60s. This is still, there's still a, a huge game on here. Problem is, if we have another day where we lose a session, then does it, if you're, if you're fourth test match, you're thinking, oh, we might have a game here because somebody might make, somebody might make a game out of it. They might try and push to make a game out of it. But first test match in the series, they will not want any, you know, they'll not want to lose any blood. They'll just want to make sure that they can, if they can, if England can get out of this with a draw, I think Joe would be happier on the M1 down to London on uh, on Sunday night, Monday Monday morning, ready for for Lords going that way. So I still think there's a there's a result in this. I still think India are huge huge favourites, but if England can get to a score of around about 170 180 in front, and that's a massive if with this batting line up at this moment in time, then you never know. You just never know. Fifth day pitch, the indentations that's on it. Broad has not performed in this game so far. And he's a great, and he will perform if he gets another chance. That there would make the game very, very exciting. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, just a short uh, following on podcast for you today uh, to reflect as to the, the, the few overs that were, uh, were bowled. But we will be back uh, following day four at Trent Bridge to see whether England could chip away at that lead and possibly get their noses in front of uh, India in this first test match of the Indian summer. Thanks so much for listening to us here on Following On. Don't forget, uh, there's plenty more uh, over on YouTube. Uh, Steve Harmison's new YouTube channel, um, 7 for 12, which uh, recaps a day with a different slant and a few graphics and photos and whatnot. But uh, for us here on Following On, thanks for listening. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org 
forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 